This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, August 23, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The president's plans for higher education include a race-to-the-top type fund for universities and crafting a federal system to make schools more comparable. But none of it would take hold until he's well out of office. Neil McCluskey, associate director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom, breaks it down. Well, the president put out a lot of proposals, what he'd like to do for higher education. Most of them are not terribly concrete. The main thing he would like to do is put out information, data, about colleges and universities, graduation rates for each school, uh, earnings of graduates for each school. Um, But that data actually already pretty much exists. You can find that at U.S. News, on Payscale, places like that. The thing that would really maybe give it some muscle is that he would also like to condition a school's ability to receive student aid on how they do in ratings based on that data. And, and, you know, that might sound great, especially if you're inclined to like price controls. But if you do like price controls, none of that is scheduled to happen until 2018, according to his plan. Now, that's pretty important because, one, that's just far away, and two, He's not going to be president anymore in 2018. There's, I think, very little chance of that happening, and it would have to get through Congress. But that's the main thing he has planned. Then he has a few other little things. He'd like to have a billion-dollar race to the top for higher education where states and schools that don't raise their prices too high might get some money. He's got a $260 million innovation fund where basically – He would have the Secretary of Education pick and choose, you know, I like this uh, massive open online course provider. I don't like this idea. And we'll give him a little seed money. All that's pretty small potatoes compared to the tens of billions of dollars that come to schools through student aid that it will be totally unaffected at least till 2018. Uh, When you're talking about uh, comparing schools to one another, it sounds like this is a, a higher ed version of some sort of standards to create these sort of neat comparisons between schools. Yeah, I think that that is the goal. And this is not a goal just of the Obama administration or liberals. There there are conservatives who like this. They like the idea at the very least of having the federal government publish lots of data about schools and then use that data to rank them. Now, it's not quite the same as we've seen in K through 12 where the outcomes they usually want to point to are test scores. In this case, what they want to point to are things like graduation rates, default rates, and then what graduates earn. Now, again, the president was very vague in all this. He didn't say earn one year after graduation, five years after graduation, 10 years after graduation. He didn't say whether there'd be any controls for the quality of student the school takes to begin with. And the fact of the matter is the federal government will give almost anyone money to go to school. So you have lots of colleges that take kids that aren't nearly as well as the kids who go to Princeton or their state flagship university and things like that. So yeah, the goal is to make something that looks really clear cut and objective, But there's nothing that even he even proposed, much less that he might get enacted, that could actually give you a metric that's going to get into nearly the sort of detail and granularity that you would need to know what's going into schools, what's coming out. And let's face it, there are people who go to college who may take on debt, know the debt they're taking, know they're going to go into a field that's not going to pay them a whole lot, but that really fulfills them. Lots of arts majors might do that, and we shouldn't penalize them versus someone else by saying, well, you're not going to become an engineer, so we're going to treat you differently. And uh, there have been scandals uh, about the postgraduate earnings of, of many uh, schools. 
And uh, but these have been dealt with, right? Well, what we've seen is a lot of gaming. Uh, in particular, you know, law schools are a great place to look. Where law schools are, they they have to report. Uh, it's a it's a year out, I think, if the graduate if somebody graduates. So how many of them have a job? And then even how many have a job in law? And what we've seen is a lot of law schools, including big name law schools. I think Northwestern was one of them. What they've done is, well, they just hire their own graduates for a year. And then when the reporting period's over, they let them go. So they say, yeah, they're employed doing the law. They get these high ratings, but they're not really doing it. And that should be a lesson to us about any sort of strict metric the federal government would use is the people you'd hold accountable are highly motivated to find ways around it, ways to game it. And we see that happen all the time. You can look at K-12, through the No Child Left Behind Act, and efforts to hold elementary schools and districts responsible. And you said you'll get all kids to proficiency and every year you'll make uh, the progress that you promised to make until 2014 when all kids will be proficient. And what we see, we saw most states or districts either exclude lots of kids you know, with statistical measures or set really low bars that they called proficiency that really weren't. So it, we need to be extremely careful about hearing something that sounds like it's going to be great, strict accountability that will really get us the outcomes we want because we know schools, colleges, K-12 through schools, whatever, have huge abilities to weasel their way out of these things. Just broadly, are, are what he's proposing moving us in the direction of allowing schools the opportunity to – uh, continue to set their own prices? Uh, well, the, the reality is, since we don't know what's going to come out by 2018, and that's where the real force is behind this, it would be whatever measures you have to meet to get aid, and then how much aid you may or may not lose as a result of not hitting those measures, will really indicate whether or not these price controls have any force behind them. And the fact that he's waiting till 2018 means he doesn't intend to really push this very hard, because even if he did, that would be two years after the president is gone. So I think the good news, though, is that these price controls won't really have much force because they're not going to fix the problem. But they are, if they had force behind them, going to take a whole lot of freedom out of the system where people can't pursue lots of, of options that they may want, where politicians will now be given this big data, and this is the president's thing, big data, that they can use to cherry pick, to attack particular types of schools they don't like. First and foremost, for-profit schools will no doubt be immediately attacked. But they're taking some of the hardest to educate students who the federal government is happy to give money to them. And if somebody didn't take them, there would be outrage that nobody's taking these low-income kids. So we don't want these price controls. What we want and what we have to have is phasing out of federal student aid because it's the aid that causes people to make all sorts of inefficient decisions to pursue things that may not pay off. It's the aid that's sending the message, go to college. Anybody who goes to college could pay this off, which, of course, we learn that later. We learn later in life. It's not true for many people. And it's what lets colleges raise their prices at astronomical rates. And so maybe the best real good news out of the president's proposal is not any of the substance of what he wants to do. It's at least the beginning of acknowledgment that colleges are raising their prices at incredible rates and aid has something to do with it. Now, if you know economics, that should be obvious. If you study higher education, it should be obvious. But it's been a long time coming to get people in power to acknowledge, look, we can't keep funding this. And actually, the funds may be enabling schools to raise prices at outrageous rates. 
Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.